Hello everyone, welcome to another episode for Formula 1 Mirror Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about the driver pairings and how they stack up against each other. So 2021 season, we have seen a lot many new driver pairings, which are which is quite unlike the previous seasons. So there's a lot many new things to look forward to and it will give us a lot new opportunities to see how the drivers stack up against their new teammates. So let's start with Mercedes. So Mercedes is one of the few teams which are having a stable lineup for quite some years. They are quite happy with Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Both are doing a stellar job for Mercedes, bringing up valuable points and both drivers as well as constructors title. In Lewis Hamilton, definitely they have got one of the fastest drivers on the track right now. I believe he is the fastest driver right now on the track, even though we have Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen, but the consistency with which Lewis Hamilton drives is something which we haven't seen in any other drivers so far. He rarely makes any mistakes. And in case on rare occasions he does make any mistake, Valtteri Bottas is there to pick up the points. So Valtteri Bottas, uh, in Valtteri Bottas they have got a driver who is quite fast enough to challenge Lewis Hamilton, to push Lewis Hamilton not to make him comfortable. But at the same time he is not that fast enough who will actually take points away from Lewis Hamilton or something who will uh, make him uncomfortable or get under his skin. So in both of the drivers, they have quite a harmonious relationship. There are no mind games between each of them and they work quite well uh, together in order to bring up the updates and uh, make Mercedes one of the best teams on the grid right now. So let's move on to Red Bull. So Red Bull is I think completely opposite of Mercedes. They are having new driver pairings almost every season. Primarily because of their own fault as well. They, I believe they don't give enough time to new and upcoming drivers like Albon and Gasly to settle in the team and they are expecting results quite soon. I mean even if it's like the top tier of motorsport, they want people who are immediately fast enough. But I believe there are certain drivers who require some time to adjust to the car and uh, to give their best performances. Everybody is not like Max Verstappen or Charles Leclerc who is in his rookie year itself uh, uh, defeat their teammate. So uh, uh, right now in Red Bull we have Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez as a driver driver lineup for 2021 season. Max Verstappen is definitely the number one driver. It's the driver around whom they have created a team and are putting all of their bets in. He is the Sebastian Vettel of Red Bull uh, with whom they are willing and hopeful that they will win the uh, world title championship. In Sergio Perez, I believe they have got, they have got a quite a stable, reliable, fast driver. I wouldn't say that qualifying is his uh, major asset for Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez is definitely fast, but he is not really known for one lap pace. He is more known for his performances on Sunday. He is quite a consistent driver who is able to bring in points regularly. He knows when to attack, when to defend, when to keep the car safe. And he is very consistent driver who is always bringing points on Sunday. Even in Racing Point, he used to, even though Racing Point uh, wasn't a team which had a lot many financial resources, but still he used to get a lot many points and like he was the one who used to get the podiums for the team as well. So he's quite opportunistic, always making sure of the opportunities available and bringing the maximum points available to the team. So I believe in Sergio Perez, they have got a driver who is reliable, consistent, stable and fast enough driver. So I believe that they'll continue this relationship at least for a couple of more years because they want 2022 to be a season where they can compete for the world championship. 
and uh, they can develop the car as well so in Sergio Perez they have got uh, an experienced driver who will along with Max, Max, Max Verstappen will help help them uh, construct the car for the 2022 season and in 2021 season they'll uh, he'll probably support Max, Max Verstappen to get the constructors world title so I believe that they have quite a quite a good driver pairing right now so let's talk about McLaren next so McLaren is one of the teams which I'm quite fascinated with and I'm quite interested to see how much they have developed as compared to what they were a couple of years back. So it's quite nice to see like earlier they were just struggling to get into Q3 in qualifying, struggling to get into points. Now they are actually fighting for the podium positions. So it has been quite a turnaround and the energy and the vibe which that team generates right now, gives out right now, it's quite fun to see. I believe that I really want teams like Ferrari to be somewhat slightly like McLaren so that the new and upcoming drivers can feel slightly more at relaxed in the teams. So first of all hats off to Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris for bringing the team where it is right now. So right now they have Lando Norris as well as Daniel Ricciardo in the driver pairing. I do believe Officially, they do not have any number one or number two drivers and lot many people believe that Daniel Ricciardo over the course of the season would be faster than Lando Norris. Uh, however, I am of slightly different opinion. I believe Lando Norris would be, is the future for McLaren. As long as McLaren delivers a good car for 2022, I don't see any reason for Lando Norris to move to another team. And I do believe that they are looking forward for building the team around Lando Norris and be the title contender in the future so one of the things which i look for when i'm like comparing the drivers is the head-to-head -head ratio for qualifying like how the drivers are performing in qualifying i believe that over the course of a season or over the number of years in formula one a driver gets is becomes more consistent becomes makes fewer errors and becomes in general more consistent and mature enough to know when to attack when to defend and when to uh, take their car out of contention or like not to fight other people so i i believe that maturity comes with experience but the speed and the race is speed and the racecraft is something which a person needs to have already right at the starting itself and i believe like in the rookie year lando norris was on par with carlos nines if not out qualifying him so Lando Norris is definitely a faster driver than Carlos Sainz and even in like as compared to Daniel Ricciardo in the couple of races we have seen so far Lando Norris has been a faster driver. So definitely Lando Norris does have the speed and I believe with since he is no longer a rookie driver he has got quite some experience and with time he will definitely improve. He will be the one who will be actually defeating Daniel Ricciardo and I believe at the end of the season Lando Norris would have significantly more points than uh, Daniel Ricciardo. And if that happens, I'm not sure how the relationship between them, both of the drivers would develop because Daniel Ricciardo is definitely looking for a world title. I, he knows that he doesn't have much time. He has probably quite a few years itself, only probably like two, three years uh, in which like he can aim for becoming a world title. And I believe right now McLaren is the best place for him to be in order to become the world uh, champion. But he needs to show the pace and he needs to out-qualify Lando Norris. But so far, whatever the current two races suggest and how Lando Norris has performed against Carlos Sainz, I believe that Lando Norris would be the faster driver among both of these two drivers. So let's talk about Ferrari then. So Ferrari in 2021 season, 
went away with Sebastian Vettel and instead chose Carlos Sainz as the new driver. I believe it was a sensible choice. So like Ferrari first of all faced a lot of flack because of the way they handled the whole thing around Sebastian Vettel. But I believe one thing which they did well is to be quite upfront about it and not wait till the middle of the year to inform him. This allowed him to actually start the conversation with other teams and get him the seat where he is right now with Aston Martin. So I think that's something which they did quite positive. Although the PR, the way the PR handled, like the way the press releases was done or the way it was handled by Ferrari, that was something which they could have definitely improved. The way the things were communicated to Vettel, how it was communicated, I think that is something which Ferrari also regrets right now. But I think it was a good thing which they did at that time to have a clear number one driver and a consistent Carlos, consistent number two driver. So again, like Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz is not the one who is known to be quite fast on a single lap. He is a fast driver, that's for sure. But he's not basically known for Saturdays. He's known for Sundays. Even having a, after having a quiet race, like commentators and cameraman is not focusing on Carlos Sainz, we'll regularly find him in P6 and P7 position in quite a midfield car, gathering useful points and uh, and finishing in uh, quite good place at the end of the season. So that's exactly what Ferrari wants right now, like every team wants right now. They want a very fast driver, number one driver, and they want a consistent fast driver who can actually push the number one driver and get useful points for the Constructors' Championship. And like Carlos Sainz is like one of the drivers who has changed teams quite a lot. So he's not quite immune to it. He knows how to handle the change. He knows how to handle different the cars. He has driven a lot many different cars over his career. So I think he's uh, one person who is I'm looking to settle in Ferrari quite quickly and be up to pace with Leclerc. Although I believe like over the course of a season and even in qualifying as well, Leclerc will, will have more points with Carlos Sainz. I think that is fine with it. Carlos Sainz's major role is not to actually compete with Leclerc, but it is, it is to be close to Leclerc so that they can get valuable constructors champ, constructor points. And I believe like uh, Ferrari will stick with this driver pairing, I believe, at least for three years, unless any of the drivers will move to a different team. That's something which we can't predict. But I think Ferrari would be quite happy with the driver pairing so far, and I believe they'll continue for at least two, two to three years just to give some of the stability to Ferrari and allow them to develop the 2022 car and be aiming to win the championship. Uh, so let's talk about Alpha Tauri right now. So Alpha Tauri is something which I really like as a team simply because they are a sister team so they don't have that many resources but still they are able to get podiums, still they are able to compete for uh, uh, race wins sometimes. And like one of the like even though there are many criticism for the young drivers program for Red Bull, but Red Bull is one team which has brought new fresh blood in Formula 1. Almost half of the grid is filled up because of because of like Red Bull a junior academy drivers. So that's quite positive thing about Red Bull that they do give chances to young drivers, even if they might not be able to perform at that stage. But Red Bull is the team which has given maximum opportunity to the drivers. The reason why I like AlphaTauri is because of new upcoming drivers we get to see an AlphaTauri team. So it brings it gives them an opportunity to perform in the world of F1. And secondly, I really like the team principal, Franz Toast. So he is like absolutely, I think, a Formula 1 nerd who is follows F2 drives as well. 
at the same time he has created an environment which is quite nurturing for the drivers so the drivers are able to give their best performances and quite interesting thing which i like about alphatori is like alphatori is the uh, team which won the race before red bull so imagine a sister team which has less than half the resources of your team is winning the race rather than your team so the the way alphatori is able to like maximize the resources which they have and get into points and like compete with bigger teams like ferrari uh, and red bull so it's quite fun to see so both gasly and sonoda are quite fast drivers so they can expect great things from both of the drivers gasly as you can see have already demonstrated quite a lot of pace in the past couple of seasons so he is well embedded in the team and he's quite happy it's i really like pierre with the way he has turn around things like getting dropped from the his dream team not exactly dropped but actually demoted from the dream team like imagine being working for a company and instead of getting fired you are demoted and still you have to work in the same team along with the same people and hope and hope that you'll get promoted to in the same company so it's quite hard for him and like to have a comeback like that it's been amazing and hats off to his guts and the will power which pierre gasly has shown and secondly like yuki sonoda is definitely a, like it's turning out to be the rookie of the year although uh, it's quite oh, very early to say there has been just two races so far but he has impressed quite a lot of people and red bull would be looking to nurture him and probably like give him time which they should have given to albon and gasly they didn't give but i think they'll give time uh, at least a couple of years for yuki to get adjusted to world of formula 1 and then probably they'll be looking for him to switch to red bull i don't think pierre gasly has much of a chances left in red bull and frankly i would want him to go in a, another team where he is the number one driver rather than uh, go to red bull where he's an, uh, definitely the number two driver uh, so let's talk about aston martin right now so aston martin obviously was racing point in the previous year so Racing Point is one of the teams like despite having less resources always used to get the maximum performance out of the car and used to get lot many useful points. So we have Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel driving for Aston Martin. Uh, my views on uh, Aston Martin getting Sebastian Vettel instead of Sergio Perez are slightly controversial. I feel they should have stayed with Sergio Perez because they are getting an experienced driver at probably half the cost for it and Sergio Perez is something who has been with the team for quite some time. He's quite invested in it, and he has helped develop the car quite a lot as well. So I believe that they should have probably stick with the original team. But I think uh, Sebastian Vettel is something which who is bringing a lot of experience to the team, and he's something who is quite technically capable of helping develop the car. Although, like I believe that majority of the work to develop the car is done by the engineers, and drivers have very minimal input. but still whatever input which sebastian vettel brings from his time at ferrari i think it will be helpful for aston martin to become an actual team uh, with lot many resources who was able to actually compete for the race wins although right now with the with the current races which we have seen so far aston martin is not that fast as they used to be in the earlier season so definitely they'll have to improve upon the car If we talk about the drivers, I'm quite impressed with Lance Stroll. Although he gets quite a flak for being a paid driver, normally, like, usually, like, it's not his fault that his father has the resources to buy a team. So any person is in his position would be able to want to leverage it and 
to get a seat at Formula One uh, team. So I have nothing against Lance Stroll. He is definitely uh, is not a good qualifier. So that's something which he wants to improve upon, and he has improved as well. If we look at his qualifying experiences in the past couple of uh, races and like in the past season as well. Uh, over the course of season, I believe because Lance Stroll is something who is quite an upcoming driver, he performs quite well in the races. And he is something who is quite fresh, determined to prove. And I believe he has the right right attitude as well. I believe he'll uh, outscore Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin team. Because one of the things which I believe is needed by Sebastian Vettel to perform at the top of the game is the support from the team. So the whole team needs to be uh, in supporting him and favor him, which I'm not sure whether he'll find it in Aston Martin. And the second thing which I feel is that he is simply not the same person which he was in Red Bull or starting of the Ferrari. He was quite determined a lot, determined. And one thing is that the races or the race cars which he has actually driven for, they used to almost always have the potential to win races. So going back in a midfield field is something has hurt his confidence and it's some hurt his motivation level as well. So I believe he is not the same driver which he was in uh, at the start of Ferrari or when he was at Red Bull. So Aston Martin needs to deliver a car which is actually capable of getting to podiums, getting race wins. Then only I believe that he'll get the confidence back or motivation back uh, to actually extract the maximum out of the car. Right now I believe Lance Stroll is better suited in the team, better adjusted to the team and simply because Sebastian Vettel is not the same driver as he was a couple of years back, I believe Lance Stroll would be the one who will not only out-qualify but outscore Sebastian Vettel over the course of the season. Uh, so let's talk about Alpine next. Alpine, def- as you all might be knowing, was Renault earlier on. So they have a quite an interesting driver lineup with Fernando Alonso coming back from retirement. So this is something kind of a wild guess in this team because we don't know how uh, Fernando Alonso will perform. He was definitely is probably one of the fastest drivers on the grid. But we are not sure whether he still has the pace or not to out-qualify and outscore Esteban Ocon. So Esteban Ocon, if we compare it with Sergio Perez, was, I believe, a faster driver than Sergio Perez, although the racecraft and the experience for Sergio Perez came quite handy on Sunday. So that's why I think uh, Sergio Perez outscored Esteban Ocon. But I think Esteban Ocon is quite a fast driver. And the same can be said for Fernando Alonso, who basically outqualifies his teammates and completely destroys them. So if Esteban Ocon wants to remain in the team for the next season and the seasons subsequent, I believe he needs to uh, outscore some Fernando Alonso and outqualify him. As long as he is able to do that, irrespective of where Alpine finishes, I think his job is quite secure in the coming seasons. Fernando Alonso, I believe he is simply coming back because he wants to see how the 22-22 regulations look like and whether they can compete for podiums or race wins. I believe Alpine is the last team where he has the position right now or where he has any chance right now. I don't believe any other teams would give any uh, chances to him. So it'll be interesting to see how Fernando Alonso compares against Esteban Ocon. I'm still quite unsure on who to favor or like who will probably emerge victorious at the end of the season. Nobody knows. Uh, but if I have to put money, I'll probably put it on Alonso simply because he is ruthless and quite a determined driver who 
definitely wouldn't agree with his teammate out qualifying him so let's talk about alfa romeo so we have quite uh, two drivers probably like on the opposite spectrum we have kimi raikkonen who is the oldest driver on the grid right now at 41 years of age and we have antonio giovinazzi who is probably like not the youngest driver but he's quite young so both of the drivers are something whose future is probably not fixed in formula 1 kimi raikkonen is like every year we see his rumors of getting rid of retiring and every year he is sticking i'm quite not not sure why sober is actually or alfa romeo right now is sticking with kimi raikkonen probably like kimi raikkonen brings a lot of sponsorship money and also is helping with developing the 2022 car but i believe they need a faster driver or a young driver who can extract the maximum out of the car i don't believe kimi raikkonen is doing the job right now even though like on sunday he is quite fast he is probably doing a better job than an average driver but he is definitely not extracting the maximum out of the alfa romeo car the way leclerc uh, did a couple of years back giovinazzi is something who has definitely improved as a driver and i believe with kimi raikkonen in the, in the team he is not getting that much limelight and probably like some of his better results are not highlighted in the team he is definitely improved as a driver and i believe like he needs to consistently be in front of kimi raikkonen in case he wants to have a seat next year otherwise it will be pretty difficult to pretty difficult for giovinazzi to justify his seat for the next year especially when there are quite a few new drivers coming from ferrari driver academy we have callum eilot who couldn't get an opportunity and we have a couple of new drivers who are in f2 we have also leclerc in f3 so it's it, it's a good problem to have for ferrari that they have so many good junior drivers lined up but it it is tough for giovinazzi to maintain the seat and justify him i believe that alfa romeo should be start looking for any alternate options especially when kimi raikkonen is gone because i believe they can perform quite well with a new driver as long as they have a quite a good car and uh, for them to drive let's talk about williams now so williams is something which is definitely on the uh, rise so they have quite made quite good investments i think uh, especially the what the new owners have brought into the team so they have definitely risen up they are definitely faster than haas and sometimes they are also uh, regularly going into q2 as well so both george russell and nicholas latifi i think are doing a good job one thing with george russell is that he's not going to stay in the team in the williams so definitely it's not something which they can build a team around him george russell is definitely aiming for mercedes and i believe he'll get the seat next year because spending more than 3 years in the williams especially when you everybody is aware of the potential which george russell has it doesn't make sense i believe that if george russell doesn't get a seat next year in mercedes i believe other teams would probably offer him and he'll start looking for other options as well latifi on the other hand he is not someone who is out qualified george russell i think even once so definitely his seat for now right now is safe because there are lot many new takers in the williams team and they need the money and sponsorship sponsorship which nicholas is bringing so definitely he is going to be there at least for one or two years more but in case he wants to actually move ahead and like wants to take williams ahead he definitely needs to perform quite well and on par with george russell in the coming races latifi like he is quite a good driver his personality is quite good he doesn't get any flag he knows 
what things to say and in general he has a good personality and a good person as well so no issues against him in terms of pr or in terms of people not liking him just that he needs to up his pace and perform better than george russell in at least a few races perhaps not over the course of a season but at least few races so that people actually notice him and people don't question his talent people don't say that he is just there because of the money now the final uh, team which is probably the most controversial right now is haas why controversial because of the financial difficulties they are having and having opted to go with the russian driver and getting the money and changing the livery around it so definitely it's quite controversial and it's something not to envy because of this financial situation they are in there are also rumors that gene haas would probably sell the team Uh, to Mazepin, I believe the rumors, whatever rumors which we see in Formula One or hear in Formula One, they are generally true and come out to be true. So I do believe that Gene Haas would probably sell the team, which it makes sense also because it's quite not a good branding uh, for a company as well to be at the end of the grid and not compete against and like have drivers like Nikita Mazepin, which has been kind of a PR nightmare. because primarily of his own fault only but uh, that's how it is right now so we have mick schumacher as the other driver who is who would probably be bringing a lot of sponsorship money who is a kind of a fresh face almost everybody likes him not just because of his dad but also because of his own personality and the way he is handling all the questions and the so much legacy and pressure which comes on his shoulders simply because he is the son of the one of the greatest drivers of formula 1 So definitely, Michael Schumacher, I like hats off to him. The way he is handling things, the way he is driving, the way he is maturing, handles things, talks to media, and goes up about on his daily job. So I think Mick Schumacher is definitely a driver look out for how he performs against Nikita Mazepin and whether he is able to bring Haas forward and make it a midfield team rather than the team at the end of the grid. Nikita Mazepin is like. Uh, I wouldn't be quite harsh on him. He is quite young, but definitely he is uh, quite a fast driver as well. De- despite like what people would say, he is a paid driver. Might he might not be having a position in the grid if not for his father, but that's true for a lot many drivers as well. But at the same time, he is fast as well because he showed uh, numerous performances in uh, F2, which were quite uh, applauding or like which uh, deserved of a place in Formula One. So definitely he is a fast driver he may have some flaws in personality and the way he conducts himself outside formula 1 team but i believe he'll mature and all he'll need to mature actually when he is driving the most elite sport in the world so that's pretty much about it we've covered all the teams there are a few drivers who i believe should be in the formula 1 team but formula 1 great just because there are only 10 teams we don't get to see them i really wanted some young drivers like callum allot be to be on the team and there are quite a few drivers which i'm quite afraid they might have to leave the sport like uh, pierre gasly if there are not many new teams on the grid uh, next year or probably in the current future so that's pretty much it from my side so hope you enjoyed the episode and probably you might not agree with some of my opinions on the drivers but that's because it's all subjective and nobody can predict the future so have a great day see you in the next episode bye